Hi, hey, Nick. Nick, thanks for thanks for dropping off this game. Uh, yeah, uh, no problem. I just uh, brought your copy of Death Stranding back from my apartment, and thanks for letting me borrow it. Yeah, no, uh, I'm sorry. You know, like masks up and everything. Otherwise, I'd invite you in. Yeah. Um, but uh, cool, dude. Um, where's your car? Did you? I I walked here. It was a long and perilous journey. Nick, you live in Santa Monica, and I live pretty far away from that. You walked this I walked way? 30 miles. Jesus Christ. You look like... You look, I mean, I haven't seen you in person since the pandemic started. You look like shit, dude. Y- yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, it, the walk wasn't... T- I mean, it was exhausting, but I did have this armored exoskeleton. Uh, so that helped a little bit, and I, I just had the, your, the game, the, the jewel case on my back. You, this armored exoskeleton, those are paper towel rolls that you've duct taped to your legs. Yeah, it's kind of a, a homebrew, you know, exoskeleton. You know, it, it might be psychosomatic, but I think it helps. Yeah. <laughs> Been drinking, nu- drinking a ton of monster energy, just guzzling the stuff. <laughs> You're gonna die. Nick. I got a whole canteen full of monster. I'm doing that's, fine. That's just you're just urinating while you talk to me. Like right yeah, on my porch. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to keep the uh the ghosts away from me. My urine scares the ghosts. Okay, great. Here's the police. Uh Mary called the cops. Uh so um I don't know, they'll they'll handle the rest of this. Uh you, you keep on keeping on, okay, buddy? Yeah, keep on keeping on. <laughs> We revisit a post-crisis America where everyone relies on deliveries and can't leave their houses in the game that became the world. It's Death Stranding Part 2 as Kojember comes to an end on How Did This Get Played? Welcome out of this Get Play, the show where we discuss the worst and weirdest and most notable video games of all time. I'm Nick Weiger, along with Heather Ann Campbell. I'm Heather Ann Campbell, alongside Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. Hello, everyone. And welcome back, Bucket. Edge. <laughs> Guys, we are concluding Hideo Kojima, our month-long tour of the games of Hideo Kojima, uh, right. all November long. Is it is it too late to interject? Is because I Are we doing most notable, or was it... Worthwhile. Was it worst? Oh, did we land on worthwhile? worthwhile? Worst and weird. Okay, so we'll have to say, since we're recording out of order, we'll have to (laughs) also say most notable on the next one recording, and then we'll pretend like this was a long thing brewing for you. Wait. No, but okay. Whatever you want, man. (laughs) Worst and weirdest and worthiest? Is that your language? W- worthwhile, 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 worthwhilest, just worthwhile, worst, weirdest, and most worthwhile, worst and weirdest and most worthwhile video games of all time. Three W's from oh, the big yeah. W, Nick Weiger. Uh, I wanted to ask, 
I could, my feelings as this month wraps up is I'm, and I'm not sure how our audience feels, but for me personally, this has been the most fun stretch of episodes we've done in a while. (laughs) How much, how much Matt's mom feels (laughs) about this. Um, But, uh, but I like, I, this has been one of the most fun stretches of episodes. I feel like I, we've done on the show. I mean, I just, all these games have been at minimum fascinating and most of them have also just been super fun to, to play. And I just like, I've, I don't know how you guys feel, but I've, I've had a blast all month long. Yeah, it, it it is kind of a, you know, we're going to go back to our other, our usual bullshit. And, I, you know, I'm not excited about it. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to play Pac-Man 2 or whatever the hell we end up doing. I mean, that's yeah. literally on the list, I think. It's on yeah. the list, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, going to play some garbage coming up. But that's uh, that's all right. This is this has been a blast. <laughs> yeah. And, and also, this episode itself is a hallmark. In that it is the first time we have ever done a second episode on a game. That's uh, right. As as teased earlier in 2020, which, by the way, uh, when doing the research for this episode uh, to sort of refamiliarize myself with Death Stranding again, I went back and listened to our episode and I could not fucking believe that it took place in 2020. I was like, how did yes. we record this in this year? This year? It felt like it was March of... 2019 that we, I mean that would be before the game came out but I, I, can't, I could not believe it this year has been so insane also we sound really happy on the episode and I can't yeah. hear that in my own voice anymore we were all together in one room uh recording an episode and it was a pre-dooms world so it was completely different like we didn't yeah. know what was going to have we didn't know about this plague that was going to take over all of North America and and the globe uh, but uh, we, let, we, I, we we have a fantastic guest and we have a great game to discuss uh, with lots more to say for this part two. But before we get into that, it is first time, as we always do, to spend 70 seconds in gaming heaven. Matt, let us know where to start. Go for it. So I've been playing Hades. I've been preoccupied with Hades, and that's the way I'm mm-hmm. rationalizing to myself that I don't need ho- new hardware. But in all honesty, I have been looking on at Matt and Heather. You guys have PS5s. I'm looking on it with envy. Yeah. Uh, at, at 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 your shiny new rigs, how how have things been going with the the new consoles? Oh, Heather, why don't you go take it away? It's a sweet life, baby. It is a yeah. sweet life. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, I just beat my first uh, my first boss in Demon Souls. Wow! And wow. Uh, nice. that game is fucking gorgeous. Um, I tried I played Death Stranding on it, and it's gorgeous. I um I can't believe. I mean, it's. It, is it loads a, fast, doesn't it? Death it training. loads so, so fast. fast. So fast. The system is the size of my torso, and that is not <laughs> an exaggeration. <laughs> I, I held it up for Mary, and I, it goes shoulder to shoulder to stomach on me. It's a, it, is, it is a football player of a, uh, of a console. Everything else is off my shelf. It is only PS5 in this house now, which is actually a garage. Uh, where I start the car every morning. Okay, good. Uh, well, I, uh, yes, you can play Death Stranding on the PS5. As I was, ju- as we were just talking about with our guest before we began, a video games and gaming culture reporter for the Washington Post. Very excited to have him. Gene Park is here. Hi, Gene. I'm so happy to be here. And I did listen to the Death Stranding episode before I came on, and it was notable one how happy you all sound, right? Um, <laughs> yes. Like, like there's like no worries in the world. Like, you're, like you're just talking about this fucking game. 
And then two, like nobody remarked on 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 how bizarre it is to to play this game when we're living in the world right now, which is I guess what we're going to do today. So yeah, yeah, I mean, it has I to mean, be part of the discussion, I think. Yeah, it's uh, since the game came out, it the we have become the game. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> for like I mean, the last three years since Death Stranding was teased we're like what is Death Stranding and then like fate is like oh well here it is like like you all <laughs> yes. get to experience it now so. when, when the uh, pandemic started um, which just knowing that I said that sentence in reality and not in a video game context and mm-hmm. if I could hear just that clip taken out of context and sent back in time to me in March of last year or something, I'd be like, wait, what the fuck am I, what happened? (laughs) But when the pandemic started, all of the houses in my neighborhood put up little signs in their, on their fences and in their windows, thanking delivery people. And I, I, I would go, I would walk around with the death stranding soundtrack in my head or in my headphones with a mask on. And I, it was, it was, it was horrifying. It was horrifying. What luck. What a great time. Yeah. We, Kojima really nailed it. We couldn't get Metal Gear Revengeance and at least get cyborg enhancements or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got shit that makes us walk better. <laughs> um, uh, Gina, I wanted to ask you, because we are at, at the dawn of a new console age, and I know this is so much your world, uh, uh, PS5, Xbox Series X and S, I imagine you're, mess- you're messing around with them a little bit? Yep, I've been playing both of them for a couple weeks now. I had the PS5 and, and the Xbox, both Xboxes on the same day, about like two weeks before they, they, they released everyone else. Um, yeah, it's it, like like Heather said, it's 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 a nice life. It's 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 <laughs> nice to have this now, for sure. We've been waiting for this for a while. And I was reading your Demon Souls piece earlier. You've been you've been playing Demon Souls as well. I've been doing nothing but playing Demon Souls. Oh, uh, wow. in this in this house, just nothing but Demon Souls. It it's, is it's, so good. It's, it's so fuck. good. It becomes it an obsession. So it becomes an obsession, and I obsessed with it back in two thousand nine, uh, mm-hmm. where I just like did did nothing but play it uh, because you, the the game demands your attention and and your interests, and you have to pretend like you're there, otherwise you're gonna fucking die. Um, right. So because like I've I've been like getting into fights with my, my parents lately, and then as soon as I start thinking about that, like like I just die, and I, like I just fail because like I'm I'm losing focus because I'm thinking about other shit. But when like I can't like like it demands your entire intention so you can do well and I've beaten it now so which is nice. I wrote wow. my final piece of games journalism as a professional games journalist was uh, my game my year in review two thousand nine which was published in two thousand ten uh, and and Demon Souls was one of my games of the year um, and I. I, I, I I can't believe I've never played. I don't think I've ever played a remaster before. Like I've never gone back mm. and been like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm going to play this game again. Mm-hmm. I, I I got Demon Souls. Not even the like, Shadow. Sorry, not even the Shadow of the Colossus. No, not even Shadow oh, of the wow. Colossus. That was good too, yeah. Uh, wow. um, I, which I purchased, played for like 10 minutes and then was like, wow, I love this game. But something else is out. With right. Demon Souls, I, I got it and Miles Morales thinking, well, I'll play Demon Souls because you, you have to. It's the king. You got to you gotta like pay homage to the king. And then I'll go play mm-hmm. Spider-Man. 
I haven't played Spider-Man at all. It's only <laughs> wow. Demon's Soul. That's incredible. I'm actually surprised about that too. Wow. Um, but yeah, I get it. I get it. It, it just, so it just, just demands your time. And, uh, you know, uh, Heather, it, uh, one thing I noticed in, in the last Just Stranding ep- episode is that you enjoy games that, that are lonely. And, and Demon's Souls is a, is a hell of a lonely game. And I love it too. Like, I feel seen. I feel seen. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love lonely games too, which is why I like Death Stranding. And I really like walking around Demon's Souls, just walking around, strutting and parrying and stabbing things and dying as well. Like, you, like it just feels so great. You help a guy from like a Boletarian knight early in Demon's Souls. And he and he's like, well, thank you. And now I'll go walk uh, on my way. And I followed that guy around for like, 10 minutes being like, where's he going to go? Does he want to hang out? And then I was like, right. He just does a loop for a while and you have, you have to leave him on the loop. You can't just, I do like a lonely game, but I do wish you could interact with NPC. <laughs> <laughs> But, but these are these are like uh, yeah these are this one these both of these are lonely games yes but they also similarly have like these online feature sets which are like yes. you know it, it's it's and I guess Demon Souls is kind of the progenitor of it like it's mm-hmm, just like people mm-hmm. will leave you notes and hints around and and Death Stranding I, I feel like has taken it like to its logical extension it's just, it's just like there there's so much of that in Death Stranding as I was playing some today and, and we're gonna get into it more in a bit but like. I was like, I I had a moment where I was like, I got to a, I was like, oh, fuck, hey, that zip line's a c- conveniently placed. And I climbed up to the zip line and I got on it and I realized it was my zip line. And I was like, hey, it's my zip line. And then I saw it had 20, <laughs> and it, like, because I haven't played the game in like six months. And then I got up and then I saw the zip line had like 2,800 likes from other, from other people. And I felt like such a sense of satisfaction. I was just like, I can't believe all the people I've helped traverse the terrain of, yeah. around Mountain Knot City because of my zip line. And then no one had upgraded the zip line it was still level one and then i started to ha- feel like well what the what, what are all these fucking freeloaders doing why didn't anyone fucking <laughs> upgrade my zip line but, it, but it's awesome like all those sensations you can have from something that would otherwise just be like a static thing in the game if it was purely single player you know it's just like i i i love that whole feeling and you know i know i know demon souls has a lot of that as well like just like the blood stain of where someone died is just like that was such a huge thing yeah, the one thing about Demon Souls and Dark Souls is that like it still leaves the opportunity to troll other people, to antagonize mm, right. other people, as opposed to Death Stranding, where Kojima created this apparatus where there, there's you, you, there's no one who can harm each other. Everyone has like safety pads and styrofoam like all over them. No one can harm each other. <laughs> Whereas in Demon Souls, uh, you know, they'll be, they'll be like jump, and then you yeah. jump and you die. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> the first message I found in the first, like, area in Bulletaria was a trolling message, and it had been upvoted, like, to 900, and I was like, oh, man. I know this fucking game. I know you die if you go in there. <laughs> Why is everybody upvoting this? <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, it, it's, it's weird, because I also kind of like some of that stuff, because it's not the... It's not the worst thing in the world, you know. It's like it's like there's 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 a little bit of fun mischief around things like that. I feel like versus just like outright like griefing. Um, uh, but uh, uh, to to pivot topics a little bit, uh, uh, Gina, I want to step back a second and say like, mm-hmm. I, I I'm just curious as someone who's uh, this is this is your career working in games journalism, like. Like, what was the reason uh, you ultimately decided per- to pursue this path? Or if you want to tackle it this way, like, what are the games that inspired you to uh, to to pursue this as a career? 
So I actually wanted to be a music journalist. That's the whole reason why I got into journalism in the first place. Oh, wow. Uh, you know, like, like, it sounds so fucking corny, but it was Cameron Crowe, uh, Cameron Crowe's right. journey uh, in Almost Famous that really inspired me. And I was like, I want to be a 17-year-old illegal reporter. <laughs> um, and, and, and just and just like travel with bands, you know, and and now th- there are no bands, you know, so it's, <laughs> like, like there's just no bands, there's no bands, period. Like like it's just like artists and singers and everything. Yeah. and 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 V two. Our, our and, engineer Devin Bryant, who is a musician, looks so glum right now. <laughs> All the color drained from his face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's just VTubers and AI controlled like like pop stars now. So yeah, you know, like that there's no one to like like be with and also you know music journalism is hard to get into um so i just got into regular journalism and i've been doing that for the last 16 years and then you know the washington post was like hey if you want to cover games can do you think you can help us figure out how to do it and i was on the audience team and we figure out how to like grow audiences for speaking of audiences speaking of like how to grow audiences for certain products and so that was my doing i was advising on it and then they were like, well, we got to hire writers. And they just looked at me and was like, you want to write for it? And I was like, yeah, sure. So here I am. <laughs> That's, That's awesome. Th- th- there was no job interview. It was, I, right. I just I just changed jobs. I went on vacation and I came back and they're like, oh, you're a gaming reporter now. I was like, wow, I, did, did, I, didn't, I didn't want this, but okay. Yeah, cool. <laughs> you know? I'll, I'll, I'll take it, you know. <laughs> but you are a games enthusiast. Like you'd, you'd, you'd call yourself a gamer. Yeah, I've been playing video games for about five months now. I'm, I'm kidding. I'm just, uh, <laughs> since I started reporting, yes. Uh, no, I've, I've, been, I've, been, I've been gaming. Like, like the first system I had was a 2600 Atari. Oh, wow. Um, the, like the first video game I played was Karataka well, by, well, by Jordan Mechner. 2600. I've never yeah. heard it. I've always called it, heard it called the 2600. The 2600. Yeah, it just, that's just how my brain just like, 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 I like said, it. I should say the word, yeah. So, yeah. I, I'm going like, to start calling mine the PlayStation the number five. Like <laughs> PlayStation the fifth. <laughs> so, so, uh, so, what is your like? Uh, I, I mean, just I, I'm curious because because I, I read a lot of your writing and 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 the, you know obviously you have to spend a lot of time just like playing games. But what is your day to day like as a reporter working in games? Like 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 what is the balance of of how much of the day you have a controller in your hand? How much are you just doing? You know, a, a classic shoe leather uh, reporting or, or whatever the term is these days. Like like I, I I'm just curious as what your what your work week is like sure uh actually one more one more thing to add from the last question uh i really got into games again Uh, i had a good blank moment where i wasn't playing games Uh, nick just like you like i was getting into like like relationships and work and everything like that and uh, it wasn't until like several years later after metal gear solid one was this was before metal gear solid 2 like i think 2000 when uh, Meta- when I was at my buddy's house and he was playing Metal Gear Solid 1, and I was like, this is a video game that you can play now? And he's talking yeah. about like movies and atomic bombs, and they're all acting so well, and this is so compelling. And I was like, fuck, I should play more video games again. Like, I didn't know they, I didn't know they do this now. That's crazy. Yeah. So like, I went out and got a PlayStation and Metal Gear Solid 1, and I was like, this is fucking it right here, man. This is what I've been waiting for this whole time. Um, so... Uh, like I don't know if that was a game that got me wanting to write, um, uh, because I was writing. I was, but I I did start writing around that time too, 
uh, were like that was what got me into games, and then I started writing more, and I started writing writing more games critic criticism back in the early two thousands as well, and it started because wow. I really liked Metal Gear Solid One. So it was a Kojima game. It was a Kojember game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a it's another Kojember miracle. Yeah, it's another Kojember miracle. Um, but back to your question about what I do day to day. A lot of please. it is just a lot of it is just meetings and like 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 trolling through uh, social feeds uh, mm. because you know I used to be a social media editor, so like I'm pretty savvy in terms of trying to find stories that way, and also just talking to sources. Uh, unfortunately. Ideally, I should be playing games during the daytime, but I don't do that a lot. Um, so I I do end up crunching a lot uh, during the night. Mm. Um, you know, and that means like five hours with a game called Godfall, which is not that interesting on PS5. When I'd rather <laughs> be playing, you know, I'd rather be finishing Miles. Like, there's a lot more right. people who have 100% completed Miles Morales, even though I've been playing it for uh, a month now, uh, because they they just they they really wanted to just play that game, and I I was like I can't. I had to finish finish the story and then move on. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, um. I mean, like we're we're certainly aware of that balance, and, and to a to a much lesser degree because this isn't our full time job. But you know, we have that on the show too. Where, where even if it's mm-hmm. a game that's good, there's just a different energy for playing something that you have to play versus playing something that you want to play. You know, it's mm-hmm. just like it. It just it it just feels a little bit different. Um. Uh. I I don't know, Heather. How do you like? Uh. Do you ever get? Does is ever a drag? The podcast, like, there's ever a time when you'd rather be playing something that you, but you have to play something for the show every week. Every week. We we all were like bleeding from our noses and desperate. And that's why Kojemba Kojemba started was because we right. was like, we need I gotta take a break for, for from from this. Um and that you know, back when I was a games journalist, it was the same thing. Like for every Final Fantasy twelve that I got to review was a uh, hundred games whose names I can't remember, and it would be a grueling thing. 30 hours dedicated to some just piece of trash PSP game that then I would have to massage the score of because they had purchased advertising in the magazine, uh, which is not like that's an unacceptable way to live. Like, (laughs) I mean, it's fine for me because I have no moral center, but like for like, <laughs> I have no conscience. So yeah. say. <laughs> I know it's wrong, but I don't feel that it's wrong. If that's what, uh, no. uh, but, but it, yeah, I mean, like, I feel like my relationship with video games has gone through three or four different eras and they have gone from love and enthusiasm to work and obligation and now to punishment and flagellation. <laughs> the three eras. Yeah. 
uh, before I started, you know, uh, some some peers, some fellow games journalists were like, "Oh, be 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 be, be warned! Like you might like you might not start liking games as much." And I was like, "Fuck off, man! Like you don't know <laughs> games. You're not a gamer. Like like you're just a journalist. What are you even talking about?" Now now I totally get it. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah it's it, I I think I may have said this on the show before. I I probably have, but like you know, when I worked in game development, the thing that that it made it became tough for gaming to be a hobby because I did have. Have, you know a playstation controller on my desk at work and like you know it just you'd be you'd be designing something you'd be play testing it and, it and i just got developed a work association with this thing so it stopped being a thing i would use to decompress mm-hmm. um but you know it's like anything it's like uh what that's like that's the whole pizza parlor cliche right like if you work at a you work at a pizza parlor all, all day you don't want pizza at home but I feel mm-hmm. like that's not always true. I feel like some people, it where it's the opposite. Some people, it's just like I love being an immer- immersed in this thing all day, and that's all. That's what I want my whole world to be. Mm-hmm. I enjoy it. I, I, I enjoy for I enjoy the privilege of being able to talk about games in the Washington Post. That's fucking crazy to me. So yeah, it's yeah. rad. It's yeah. Um, awesome. Have you? Can I? So I haven't read every article that you've written, but I've read a lot of the ones that you post on Twitter. Uh, mm-hmm. Or that other people link to because it's a small world. I feel like everybody knows everybody. Uh, has there been a thing that you that you found out about a game that you weren't allowed to say either because of an NDA or because of uh, like pre-release stuff or like has there been like a kibosh put on anything that you've written? Oh, all the time. Like Death Stranding itself, uh, uh, it, it was like don't don't mention anything after chapter uh, 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 seven or something. And I was like, what the fuck? Hap-? Like, like what ha- what the fuck happens in chapter seven? So like everyone in the review process was like, oh my god, chapter seven is when when we really get to find out what the fuck's going on. And then you got to chapter seven, and you're like, I, I still don't get anything. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> like, I'm not sure what exactly you were trying to tell me to hide because I don't know how to explain it right now. So it's yeah. like, whatever. So like, I remember seeing all the rumors on the message board saying like, like I think I think it's in chapter seven or something. I forget exactly which chapter we were we were embargoed to like not talk about. So everyone was speculating like, yeah, it's got to be that chapter. And I'm like, uh, I, I I can't say anything, but. Yeah, it's not really where where shit go, where shit pops off. Like <laughs> in this game, and for the if it's not clear, because this is part two of Death Stranding, we are in spoiler territory. Yes, this is yes. all spoilers here. So stop listening if you haven't played. Go out and purchase a PS4. They're on discount now because the PS5 came out and play yourself Death Stranding. But we are in the end game. And this game pops off all the way up until the final moment the game is going. Like, there is a reveal oh, yeah. at the end of this game where you're like, what? Yes. <laughs> what? <laughs> and it's so satisfying to be able to talk about it. But we're not there yet. We'll talk about it later in the episode. Um. Well, let's get let's get into I think we can get into Death Stranding, though, Heather. OK, well, today it. we are again discussing Hideo Kojima's Death Stranding, a weird game featuring a self-aware fourth wall breaking Norman Reedus, portraying Sam Porter Bridges, a futuristic courier who delivers packages across a post-apocalyptic United States with a baby strapped to his chest that can sense ghosts. It's the first game developed by Kojima Productions after the writer-creator's contract with Konami was terminated and he was forced to create his own independent development studio. Published by Sony Interactive Entertainment and released on the PS4 
as a uh, psychic projection into the year 2020 in 2019. Death Stranding has been called a walking simulator and or a strand game, which is a, a genre that Kojima would like to develop moving forward. It is asymmetrical shared online content. And that was the way that I introduced Death Stranding for our first episode. And if you hadn't heard that episode, then that was all new information. But if it was <laughs> the if you've heard that before, that's because this episode is a meta episode commenting on the uh, existence mm. of the podcast itself. Right. <laughs> right. Great. <laughs> um, this is a, a this is a line from one of Gene's pieces about Death Stranding titled "We Are Living in Hideo Kojima's Dystopian Nightmare." Can he save us? But I like this description. Uh, uh, <laughs> it is Kevin Costner's "The Postman," is directed by Andre Tarkovsky. <laughs> it's pretty much like yeah. what, what wow. Death Stranding is. <laughs> That's pretty much what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I wrote that headline like like months before any of this stuff happened, and I'm just like, yeah, the headline still works. So yeah, there you go. One hundred percent. So when we did our first Death Stranding episode, which, like you, as you pointed out, Heather was is astonishingly this year. I was forty hours in, and I did not realize I was less than halfway through it because I finished the game with about ninety hours and put more hours into the post game. Um, but it's uh, it's it's got it. There was so much more after the point at which, like, and we already had we had a ton to discuss on that first episode. And I thought I was like, like, you know, like uh, ankle deep and or, or waist deep in in everything that the game was going to throw at me. But you just keep it just keeps going and going. There's so much. Yeah, the things we didn't discuss on the first episode include Higgs, fragile Cliff. Uh, we didn't discuss Cliff. Me. No Cliff. Wow. We didn't no cliff. discuss Cliff. <laughs> Uh, uh, we didn't discuss, uh, also there are some last of us spoilers coming up here. Uh, last of us part two, because we did not discuss the conclusion of the game and oh, how yeah. it is explicitly the same. Well, not even the conclusion, the false conclusion of this game is the conclusion of the last of us part two, uh, which is two extremely repetitive single button boss fights that take place in the water. Mm -hmm. And people have been asking us on Twitter, what do you mean when you talk about how Death Stranding and The Last of Us Part Two end the same way? How could you not make that conclusion yourself if you've played both of these games? Mm -hmm. It's almost even the same visual color palette and framing. Mm -hmm. I mean, Kojima adds like Street Fighter... HP levels over right. over the characters, but it is he is making fun of the trope of how a boss fight ends, and then The Last of Us Part Two, surely at that point in the end game of their development, if they played it, they must have been like, ah, fucking Kojima, man, <laughs> <laughs> fucking making fun of the end of our game, and it hasn't even come out yet. <laughs> but I do think both of them work. Like, I do think, like, mm -hmm. playing it straight and then also playing it, like, meta, like, ridiculing the convention, I think both of them work. Like, I, I was not I was not let down by either ending. I don't, I don't know what, uh, you know, I think maybe the, the end game of Last of Us Part Two drags on a bit, but, I mean... Death Stranding does not want to talk about that. This ending keeps going and going. So, um, but I, I don't know. I, I did. I, what, what do you think, Heather? What about what? Did, Wait, what? Like, did you think, cause you talked about the comparison between the two, but like, do you like, uh, but you still like the last of us part two, the way that concluded or, or did that particular sequence have trouble clicking with you because of the death stranding connection? It's the only thing I could think like, so I, mm. so Mary played the final, uh, fight in the last of us part two. Um, not, no, not, neither of us knowing that the game is about to conclude. 
And as she was playing it, all I could think was, ah, fuck, this is the same goofy bullshit from (laughs) Death Stranding. And she was like, tears in her eyes being like, no, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) And all I could hear in my head was Higgs going, so you're looking for a game over, aren't you? Like, that's shit. This is what um, you wanted, huh? A boss yeah. battle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, the the um the fact that Higgs is voiced by Joel's actor. Yeah, same actor. Oh my god! Yeah. I totally like forgot, it's yeah. it's the same voice you're hearing. At, like it it. I mean, I know you're fighting we, Joel in that in that game. You're fighting. Right? Yes. I I know we joke about Kojima being psychic, et cetera, et cetera, and it is a joke and it's funny. But the one-two punch of a, a game about a pandemic where everybody has to stay inside and you rely on delivery people and then simultaneously to that or in marriage to that is the ending of a AAA game starring Troy Baker uh, when the fight, final fight takes place in the water. It's yes. like, okay, man, uh, somebody, somebody just... I, I feel like you should ask him to start like writing sweeter things like nice stuff <laughs> well i really like that article from the hardtimes.net where it says uh, for humanity's sake we must we must all make sure that hideo kojima does not read infinite jest <laughs> for god's sake we should not uh, like if, if you see him with the book just slap it out of his hand <laughs> you know? um Heather, you just added another fracture to my brain because I never really thought about that. You know, like 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 the fact that in Death Stranding you are killing the father figure of video games, and and then and then here's his next big big video game where the father figure just died, and then it's yeah. like Hideo Kojima's like, get over it, you, like you don't need your fucking dad, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Um, like preparing us for that, and I couldn't think of anything but the last fight too. Uh, I, I was like, wow. as soon as as soon as they they came up, I was like. Oh shit! We're just, we're just doing uh, Snake versus uh, uh, Snake versus Revolver Ocelot at the end of Metal Gear Four, uh, which yeah. is that's that's where that came from, and that's all I could think about. And then eventually, I morphed into Oh my god! Like like what the fuck is happening? Are we really going to do this? Yeah. Um, but um, for the good half of the first fight, I was just like, "Where are the life bars? I need the life bars." Yeah. <laughs> it, it's a uh, so the so that in and of itself feel that segment in Death Stranding. That section feels like the end of the game. It feels like you're at the end game. That feels like a final boss fight. But of course, it being you know it, uh, Kojima being Kojima, it's not at all. And this game's ending, I will say, I, and I I don't mean this as a criticism. But just as something to that, I I am glad I knew in advance in vague terms via you, Heather. The ending is interminable. It just keeps <laughs> ending and ending. It is like because you watch you watch uh, the Return of the King, right? Return of the King mm-hmm. is a game with a or, or, or a movie rather with a famously like overlong ending. Uh, the ending of Death Stranding is uh, is also very overlong but it's as long as the entirety of return of the king and so it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like the whole movie the basically an entire fucking three plus hour movie worth of end game that you think that I-, I just i'm just glad it wasn't 2 a.m when i got to the end of this because a lot of people i feel like have pulled all-nighters inadvertently because they j- this thing just keeps going yeah uh when i finished it it was 5 a.m um, oh my like, god! <laughs> like, like, I, 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 because I beat the Higgs fight, and I was like, "All right, let's, we're going to roll credits." And we're, yeah, and I just kept. And then there were three more credit sequences, and I was like, "All right, fuck." <laughs> yeah, they play the credits more than once. That's yeah. that's yeah. absurd. 
<laughs> yeah. I, I, I texted you guys when I thought I beat the game uh, and like the credits are rolling and you're on the beach and things are being explained to you. Uh, and then I think I texted you guys an hour and 15 minutes later going, hey, this game is still ending. <laughs> uh, yeah. One, one of the things I didn't get to touch on in our Metal Gear Solid 2 episode was about the thematic similarities with Evangelion. Uh, being that Kojima has been photographed in an Evangelion shirt and that Eva is like Star Wars in Japan in that you cannot walk down the street without like in a in a pop culture area and not see an Eva reference either on a billboard or in a storefront window or on a pachinko machine. Um, I thought that the ending of this also sort of tipped its hat to Evangelion in that it is mm -hmm. a, a story about the painful vulnerability of connection. And at the end of this, the mother figure... Uh, in the game, bans herself in a void to prevent the end of life as we know it, which is beat for beat, sort of the end of Evangelion before the coda uh, is, uh, and this, God, now it's Eva spoilers. Just this fucking spoil, we should just write spoilers for everything yeah. <laughs> in, the sh in the episode description. Um, but Evangelion ends with uh, with Shinji's mother figure blasting off into the black of space uh, in order to prevent the end of the world, essentially, uh, and and comment on the fragility of connection and the fragility of the human ego. And the, uh, I feel like that, I feel like Eva has had a, a pretty big effect on Kojima. What do you think, Gene? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about strands, uh, you know, I, I was thinking about how 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 Evangelion uh, c connected you and you and me, Heather, uh, because I was writing about Evangelion and uh, you know I see you tweet about it all the time, and I was like I got to interview her because you know she, she, like I just love her thoughts on this. Uh, so you know Evangelion is a strand for for so many people, right? Uh, yeah. And I think that like that that him making those references, even as as oblique as they may be, like they like like we would pick up on that. And like we kind of get to know Kojima better as a person because we understand like what he likes and what he found interesting in the shows that we like too. I can't I can't remember if this is something I said in the first episode, but if I'm repeating myself, it is it is, the game itself is like a, a because we also know that this game was made after Kojima Productions was shut down and he had to reopen it. So he has to reform his connections with all of his business partners that were all tethered to Konami. Mm -hmm. uh, so it is a story about that in a way. Um, but also that he talks about these being autobiographical. His games are autobiographical. And this game is explicitly, like all of the... Um, the memory chips that you find are just shit that Kojima likes as if he's right. also trying to connect with you, the player and be like, Hey, this is who I am. Who, who are you? And would you please play the rest of my stuff? It, because I like the soundtrack to Thelma and maybe you like the soundtrack to Thelma or here's a, a bunch of, it feels like show and tell, like a bunch of like motorcycles that he thinks are cool. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Um, yeah, here's here's low roar. This band that you never that you band this band that you never heard of, and like it's the soundtrack to the entire game. Do you do you like yeah. it? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's like 15 low roar songs. I play low roar in the house once a week now because of this game. Oh One yeah, of Mary's favorite bands. 
<laughs> no, it definitely got me into it. I, I, it's, I don't know. I mean, I think that's part of what quote why Kojima resonates so much is just his earnestness, and I, I, you know, his, uh, he's, he's kind of unafraid to be like corny and just direct, and I think people like things that are maybe just earnest and obvious sometimes he's not subtle like Kojima's not subtle and I think that that helps things connect you know because because you're making yourself very vulnerable if you're just saying these are the things I like and mm. this is this is you know this is uh, I'm, I'm gonna say some uh I'm, my themes are gonna be very um uh you know as dense and arcane as some of the lore can be ultimately the themes are like very you know very unsubtle and direct and like that's like a vulnerable position to put yourself in as an artist because you're just basically you're not being you're not playing coy with it you're just you're just like putting your whole your whole self out there and that that leaves you personally up open for criticism i don't know i think people i think people respond to that yeah i mean the reason that that Nick finds it so hard to connect with people is that he doesn't actually like anything. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be true if you don't if you really have no interest in anything, then 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 you you you'd be like Shinji, I guess, right? Uh, right. You 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 would just have a you, all you would be do, doing is listening to the same fucking songs over and over again on your cassette player, and that's it. You know? Oh my god, Nick Weiger is Shinji. Oh my god. I've been doing this podcast with the human avatar of Shinji the entire time, which also explains why I caught him uh, jerking off to sleeping Matt Apodaca once in the booth. Good God. That's what that was. Christ. <laughs> um, there's, a, there's a side quest in this game. Very Talk quickly, about immediately you. pivoting. Yes. <laughs> I, I know exactly. Which side quest are you going to talk about, Nick? I was going to talk about the pizza side quest because okay. the pizza delivery side quest, which is it, it takes a I mean, there's a lot to it. And it basically is there's a guy, there's one of the preppers um, who has a uh, uh, who, uh, you know, who has one of his underground uh, uh, layers, which are all the things that all, uh, all the delivery points that you're delivering pizzas to. Uh, and basically from across the entire world map, you're you're delivering these pizzas. They have to be upright and they have to be delivered in a in a tight in a tight time span because they're pizzas. Uh, and I don't I mean, I guess we're just spoiling it, but it's such a satisfying payoff to that pizza mm -hmm. quest, that quest line, Heather, when you you keep delivering the pizzas and then eventually it's one of the only shelters you actually get to go underground in. Mm -hmm. And uh, when you go underground there, it's like fucking Higgs's lair. It's like Higgs has like set it up has like has like all these pictures and and uh, uh you know uh, uh maps with a red lines drawn all over them serial killer wise uh, serial killer like and then he has all this graffiti scrawl on the wall that's like 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 fuck you Sam game over Sam um and and it's just like he just was basically the implication is that he was just having you waste your time by delivering a bunch of pizzas uh to an empty uh you know this empty hole that he used to use as a lair. And, and it's just like, it's like a super satisfying payoff. Wait, I got the impression that he was still there when you were delivering. Oh, you thought pizza. he was still there. I thought he'd yeah. abandoned it. I thought but you thought, I he, thought was, he was, he was, he was eating those pizzas. Didn't, didn't, wasn't there pizza boxes, uh, like empty pizza boxes in the, there were a bunch of them, but I, I just assumed they were just being like, it, they were long since discarded, but I guess maybe he'd eaten all of them. Yeah, he'd I just thought... swing by and eat them. Like, like. Well, if I if I'm fucking with this guy, I might as well eat the pizzas. Right? <laughs> when you when you talked about uh, the pizza delivery stuff in the last episode, you were not yet to the reveal. No, no. you weren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I remember that. And it it drove me a little bit crazy 
for you to be like, oh, I love the pizza missions. And I was like, uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I, I was really hoping to meet this guy's dad in the end. I was going to let down. The whole time he's talking about his dad wants pizzas, his last wish. I was like, I'm going to get to meet this guy. Like, nope. Oh, it was cool. all a fucking... All a fucking wind up from Higgs, um, but I, but I, I don't know. I thought I thought that was great. I, I like also, just like, I guess I guess just like a big part of what I like about this game. And this is maybe repeating some of the stuff that with that we covered in the first episode, but it's just like. Like there are just so many ideas. Like it's it's always more is more. Just like every idea, and like Timefall in and of itself is such an awesome idea, and that could just be like its own thing, mm-hmm. you know. But that's just like one of like thirty ideas that are thrown into this. Um, but I I'm just like I I, I don't know. I, I just love that 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 ev- that everything that's in here uh, just adds to the the depth and character of this world. Yeah, the world building is phenomenal, which is why like, like you can just jump off of any different type of like aspect of it and like create a whole other story. Right. Um, I think for me, one of the most striking things uh, now, now that we're in quarantine and, and pandemic is uh, like how strange everyone behaved in that game. Um, and now that I've been locked in my own home for 10 months, I believe that I would be uh, acting about that strange if, if, if I lived in that world. So it almost feels like this this wasn't like Kojima's weird like little direction habits or whatever that it was purposeful that that all these people are going to be a little weird and they're going to feel a little like disconnected from 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 each other um because nobody really knows how to talk to each other. You know? Yeah, the sort of instant uh way that people are so grateful and it's a little awkward like it's a little mm-hmm. cringy when they're like, "Oh man, thank you so much. I don't know mm-hmm. what I would have done without these magazines." Oh, mm-hmm. thank you so much, Sam. Like, that feels like the way that I will shout out of my window uh, at a Postmates delivery. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. Thank yeah. you, God. Thank yeah. you for, for, thank you. Um, I picked up Panera and I tipped the, per- I tipped like the cashier when I picked up my Panera order and she said, oh, thank God. God, like she was like oh so God. moved by receiving a tip, and and it's just like, man, this we are really in harrowing times. Yeah, where this is like, it, but but yeah, it's like fragile smile is so pained, and you think about it, it's just like, oh yeah, that's like she's forcing happiness because there's no real happiness in this fucking uh, apocalyptic wasteland uh, mm-hmm. in which both Sam Porter Bridges and we uh, as uh, human beings live. It's 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 fucking. It's it's really grim, and so yeah, you get that. I I completely understand that to Jean's point. Uh, speaking of fragile, we should talk about her since we didn't cover her at all in the last yes. episode. Fragile mm-hmm. is the first non-player character that you interact with in the game. She is uh, played by oh boy, is it Leah Sedu? Is that how you say her yes. name? Yeah. Uh, who uh, she has her own delivery company called Fragile Express, and. Uh, she keeps her entire body covered in leather except for her head and face. And that's owing to her backstory. Higgs, the bad guy, uh, had uh, used her to smuggle a nuclear weapon into the middle of a city and gave her a choice uh, to either uh, brave the time fall, uh, which, again, is a rain that uh, speeds up time as, uh, on anything it touches, so uh, she could run out in her underwear uh, with a nuclear bomb and throw it into some tar to save a city, or 
She has the uh, gift of teleportation. She could teleport out, save her body, and let the town die. Being the hero that she is, she uh, she trudges out and tosses the nuke in tar, aging her entire body except for her face, which is covered by Higgs' mask. And that's Middle Knot City, I think, is the one that she she saves. Uh, which also ends up being destroyed <laughs> by something else, right? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, it was also destroyed, and I forget, but yeah. Um, but you, I think you got it mostly right. But uh, sh- fragile um, is fragile. Uh, fragile, fragile, fragile. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And just a reminder, she's not that fragile. She's not that fragile. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she serves as your. Um, what do you call it? Fast travel option. Once you have mm. uh, completed mm. enough of the map uh, that you can bounce around to, from city to city or from uh, what? I don't even remember what you call them. Like the, your homes. What are your homes? What are those called? It's been a safe year. Houses? Safe, houses? Houses. safe houses. There yeah, we go. Yeah, safe houses. Uh, yeah. She can teleport you around from safe house to safe house. Um, I don't know. So what do you what do you, what do you got, Weiger? What do you got? It's it's just like uh, I I mean to me that just speaks to even the fast travel is so infused with style. You're not just clicking a, an, an icon on a map and then appearing there. It's like you I need a leather clad woman to appear with a metal mm-hmm. umbrella and sob. Like that's what's gonna t- that's what's gonna take me from Lake Knot City <laughs> to Edge Knot City. I forgot I forgot that she cries every time. She yeah. cries every time. <laughs> well, that's she. That's because Kyrelium causes you to cry, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not. I mean, she's not sad. She just. I mean, she's sad, but she's not sad. She's yes. she's sad, but she's not that sad. Am I right, guys? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it, it, it rules. And I think that's like, a, I, I don't know. I think she's a cool character. I, I mean, like, that. I guess this is a Kojima thing. Again, it's just like his, it, the the women in his games are like so beautiful and so sexualized just in general. I mean, it's just like even, you know, uh, it's, it's, uh, and, and I guess that's just a, that's just a thing you have to like, just, you can, you can either uh, overlook it or, or accept it or not. But I mean, it's, I think it's just a, a convention of his. I mean, cause that's certainly the case with, with her and, and mama and Lockney. Well, I, I feel like fragile or fragile is less sexualized than the other Kojima heroines that we have seen sure. in Kojima. Uh-huh. Uh, and, Sam does not spend all his time being like, "Oh yeah, I want to see them old titties." The way that like the way that like the protagonist of Snatcher might have treated her, right? Or like, like there, I I know that there's still a lot of problematic elements in his treatment of women in Death Stranding, but it does feel like growth. The fact that uh, the president of the United States. It, who ends up being a major villain hero. I don't know what she would be. Uh, I'm still ne- not sure. She is never sexualized. Yes. Uh, Mama has like a tank top on, but like, I don't think she, I don't think we, the camera like doesn't linger on her ass or anything. Like it's sure. Um, yeah. It's not like, it's not restrained. like quiet in metal gear solid five or anything. It's not like on, yeah. on that level. <laughs> um, it, It's a, but it's, it, I, but I don't know. I mean, like, I guess that maybe also speaks to, that's also a Kojima thing of just like, he just, I'd like, I, I think these women are beautiful and I'm gonna put them in my game. I mean, that's kind of always been, I feel like a thing 
we talked about this with Metal Gear Solid 2, but just like having all the, the cheesecake posters on the walls of just mm-hmm. like, that's just like, again, that's just, I, I, that's the thing I like and I would put that in the game. I don't know. It's kind of on, on that level. It, some degree, but I, I get what you're saying, Heather. Um, but I, I like it. Also, Mama did, I don't know how much we talked about Mama on the previous episode, but she has a, uh, she has an, it, what's in essence a, a ghost baby uh, who is attached to her via umbilical cord. Um, that she that is a big part of her character. Yeah, we we did discuss that on the uh, previous episode, but uh, it, it I mean, you could talk you could talk about any. We still haven't gotten to Cliff. We still oh, haven't oh talked about, <laughs> about, talk about Cliff. Let's so, get into Cliff. Well, let me let me make a real quick point about the sexualizing thing. I, I the yeah. one the weirdest thing about Death Stranding is is how it really, really sexualized Norman Reedus. Um, mm, sure. th- because because we were really really close like dozens of times to seeing his dick and balls throughout <laughs> yes. the whole game, um, and and like like the camera lingers on Norman. The camera doesn't linger on anyone else, but except That's when true. you're when you are taking a shower, and like the, like it just kind of turns and you're like, nope, you can't see it. You can't see the crack yeah. either. But you know, like like but it's really. <laughs> So it just really felt like that it was pushing Norman's naked body to to me more than anything else. Um, that's a good point. And I also like that when the PC port was out, so people were like immediately trying to see if you could uh, hack the camera to see his dick and balls. And and it's just not not part of the model. And people were just furious. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll punch the camera if you try to. So. Yeah. <laughs> Um, complicated delivery simulator that takes place uh, exclusively in this um, blown-out post-apocalyptic America, there are also interludes where you travel to the past via uh, the character of Cliff, uh, who is hunting for his BB, uh, and the metaphor for that hunt is that he takes you to his beach uh, which is um, because he was, uh, I, I don't even fucking remember how they just. He was a veteran this. or something. Yeah, yeah, he's a he's a veteran. So his beach is all of these different war scenarios, and you begin in World War One. So after you've played this game for a long time and you're delivering these packages, all of a sudden you're dropped off in the trenches of World War One with. World War One appropriate weaponry, and you are being hunted by a dude who's just saying, "I want my BB back." <laughs> yes. and, and and at this point, you're about thirty hours into the game, if memory serves. Uh, when you get when you first get to this chapter, and the game has basically minimal combat and uh, and is is actively discouraging killing. If you kill a character in the world of Death Stranding, it's a huge hassle. You're trying to avoid as much of, as much as possible because their corpse can essentially uh explode um and and cause a void out. So so you shift from that. It's such an abrupt shift to being in this battlefield where now you have to like you know, you're getting actual live ammo and you're trying to gun down what are ghost soldiers but you're but it's suddenly becoming hyper violent for for a brief stretch i believe the the segments are world war one 
Yes. World War II and Vietnam. Is that mm-hmm. the three wars that, that you right. visit? Yeah. Uh, and they are lovingly rendered uh, in as much detail as the sort of like mechanical aspects of the um, the depots where you deliver all of your packages. Like it is the same insane level of detail, like planes screaming overhead and tanks on the streets and uh, gunfire is like exploding the bricks beside your head. And the whole time you are, you're, you're, I mean, when I played, I was afraid that uh, Cliff, who's played by, what's his name? Mads? Mads Mikkelsen. Yeah. So, so I was terrified that if I encountered him, he'd like rip the BB off my chest and run away with it. And it would be like a game over. Um, but spoilers incoming. You are the BB that he wishes that he, uh, that he could reconnect with. You were mm-hmm. his BB. And you find that out in the last 15 minutes of yes. the game. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I, I, I screamed at yeah. the screen when it, it, it was, a sh- I was shocked. And I, I, we, I texted you immediately, Heather, cause I knew you'd already finished it. And we had a conversation. I, that was, it was a mind blowing twist. Me. I don't know. Gene, did, did that provoke a reaction in you? I kind of expected it. Um, mm. the, the 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 moment in the game that made me scream like like physically out loud and made me want to throw myself out the window was when when Amerigo uh, Amelie turns to you and says, "Just like Mario and Princess Beach." Oh yes, uh, <laughs> and, and that line broke my brain, and I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about? Why is this here? Have I been playing a Mario game this entire time, and, he, and he's just making fun of me?" And I just want to like bash my brains in, and I was just, like, "That was that." That was the big moment for me at the end of Death Stranding. That was the huge story moment for me. It's also it's a Sony console. Like this game yeah. does right. not appear on a Nintendo, and yet he's. Yeah, like, I was like, can he can he do that? I guess. <laughs> <laughs> it was like seeing Bugs Bunny and um, Mickey Mouse and Who Framed Roger Rabbit together. Right? Like, can they do? Yeah, that? yeah. <laughs> like that. Uh, so like like. After that, like everything that happened after that w- was just like, all right, well, I- I- anything could happen now, right? <laughs> and so I was like, oh, of course, of course, Cliff is the dad. Like I, I, I kind of figured that. But like to me, uh, Mads Mikkelsen's acting w- was what really sold me on uh, on the whole ending. Uh, uh, like the guy fucking like uh, like embodied Cliff. And he seemed to really, really like believe in whatever the hell he was trying to do, uh, and, and 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 that that was what what really gripped me. Um, the, the the revelation of it was not so much as the way he said it, you know, mm. and the way he yeah. tried to reach out to 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 Norton to Norton Sam, I guess, and and uh, uh, just really be like, yeah, I, I love you, son, or something, you know. Well, also, Cliff is the character I think you maybe see the most in this game other than Norman Reedus's character, Sam, because you see him in all these flashbacks mm-hmm, and these flashbacks mm-hmm. you assume are your are the BB that Sam has. You assume that it's from his perspective. And then, of course, later on, you you have the revelation that it's all from Sam's perspective. Um, mm-hmm. But but it's uh, but yeah, you see a lot of Mads throughout this game. And yeah, he's fucking great. And Norman Reedus is great, too. I think the cast overall is just is fantastic. I mean, they're they're were literally world class actors, right? Like yeah. it's fun. Yeah, I mean, like it's great. It, it's 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 really feels. It feels like, look, Kojima gets kicked out of Konami, and he's like, okay, I gotta call on the fucking Avengers. 
I gotta get everybody. Yeah, I gotta Guillermo del Toro. I gotta yeah. get Nick Ruffin. I gotta get uh, Leah Sadu. I, I I gotta get everybody that I can. I can't. I gotta get Conan O'Brien. I gotta get the the head of Famitsu. I need him in the game. Like it was. It was. Like Jeff Keeley. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's begging every... He cashed... I don't think his next game is going to star anyone because he cashed in all his favors on Death Stranding. It's going to be like a couple of improv actors from uh, UCB New York and uh, <laughs> and like a, B, a B-level... Eh, it doesn't matter. This joke's not going anywhere. I can stop at any time. <laughs> it's interesting because I went to the premiere party of, of Death Stranding in wow. New York. Um, like, and like everybody was there. One Mads Mikkelsen wasn't there, but like uh, Norman Reedus was there. Uh, fucking Helen Mirren was there for some reason. Wow. Uh, because her son-in-law uh, did the music for the game. So oh. she was just at the, at the party hanging with Hideo Kojima and all that. And like you, you see that. Like, like this was a, a a party for him. Like he put together this party with with all of his friends and me and and, and everyone else, and that's what it felt like. That 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 that, that he that, that it, this was his project that he had done with his friends. You know, right. Um, and the whole time he was just taking pictures of Norman Reedus. Like the whole fucking time, <laughs> he, he, had, he, he had this professional camera. Like, and he was like, 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 ah, like, 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 like zooming in Norman doing everything. It was like adorable. Like this guy clearly loves his friends. Wow, <laughs> fuck, that's awesome. Do you? So I know we're about to get our final thoughts, but before that, I want to say: Does Death Stranding sit in your top five games of all time? Are you asking who are you asking? Everyone, me? everyone. I, I would mm. say no, but I mean it's it's one you of my what? favorite. Fuck you, Weiger. <laughs> like if you know you're gonna say no, why would you go first? <laughs> top top five of all time is a is a high. I mean that's a high bar to clear. Okay. But I I I love this game. I would say it's a top five game of this generation for mm-hmm. sure. It might be my favorite PS4 game. I fucking I I I love Death Stranding. I don't know, Gene. How about you? I adore it. I don't know if it's like like a, like a top anything, but I, it's 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 one it's one of the games I, I feel closest to, um, because it it you know I I love Kojima. I admire him so much, and like it, like covering this game helped me get an interview with him with that article that you that you referred to, and I was able to ask him questions that I've been wanting to ask him for eighteen years now. You know. Um, I usually don't get really nervous when I meet famous people, but I was sweating uh, when I when I was about to meet uh, uh, Hideo-san. Uh, so uh, everything around Death Stranding is always going to be this this crazy, personal, intimate, special moment for me. Wow! Um, and like I look at it as as like as a really dark poem. You know, uh, uh, everyone has all these strange names that are really on nose, which, by the way, I think feels more normal now. You know, like when sure. I think about it. When I think about it in the future where we're all defined by our roles, like it makes sense to call me, you know, Mr. Gene Reporterman or you know, uh, <laughs> uh, like, 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 like Gene, Gene Reiterman or whatever like that, because that makes sense. Like he, he's the guy who writes. He's the guy who delivers. You're Sam Porter Bridges. You're you're Die Hardman because your name is the same name as as uh, as uh, as the movie. So that's 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 you now, you know, it, it's also um, I mean, like historically that uh, like people would be named Smith because they were, they came from like a blacksmith family or they, Mm -hmm. you know, like they'd be named after the location that they were born. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I want to change my name to, uh, Heather insecure woman. (laughs) (laughs) 
in, insecure girl. Yeah, insecure. <laughs> How about you? But I, 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 I love the game, and it's always going to have a special place in my heart. Um, yeah. And yeah, it just feels like a, like a really wonderful poem that I, that I was able to read. Mm-hmm. And for me, I've always been the kind of guy that likes to have those that those really stony conversations about what is life, what what happens when we find out that that when there is no God or that there is no afterlife. And Death Stranding is essentially an eighty-hour conversation uh, just about just that <laughs> and 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 we don't have that as a society because it's really really hard to talk about you know that we right. don't want to talk about what happens when we all die and de- here's death stranding being like like this is how we would deal with it as a human race if we ever did find out um and i think that's such a fascinating uh, uh, like like perspective to have uh, even in light of like the pandemic you know right I can't believe you just said all that beautiful stuff that made me feel a little choked up. And this game isn't in your top five, man. That's crazy. <laughs> that, that is crazy. Yeah. Like, like, uh, <laughs> I like Resident Evil 4 better. I'm sorry. Oh, that's a good game, though. It's a the really good game. Goes, the zombie yeah. heads goes. That's all I need, so. That fucking chainsaw death in Resident Evil 4. That's pretty great. That's great stuff. Yeah. Apodaca, what do you what do you think? Top five? I mean, yeah, I just I finished it probably the most recently of any of you i finished it a oh, couple weeks right. ago amid the pandemic and so like i had a sort of different uh yeah relationship with it i and you know i i i'd say snake eater is one of my all-time favorite games that's top five for me mm-hmm. um so that's where the bar is is it as good as snake eater like in some ways yes but i don't know i think it is it's absolutely like my maybe uh Heather's going to hate this, but you're also going to like it. It's my second favorite PlayStation 4 game, my first being The Last of Us 2. Um, so I I think it's in good company. It's a close. It's a close second. It's like almost tied. Um, right. But I, yeah, this game, it's, it's certainly uh, one of the great games of all time. All right. Well, you, you know? heard it here first, guys, uh, listeners. Uh, everybody on the podcast hates this game. And, uh, <laughs> they talk. They talk a lot of shit about it, but they're like, "Yeah, but it's yeah. not like in my top five. So you know, like, it's, it's, <laughs> I think it's my second favorite Kojima game after Metal Gear Solid Two. Metal Gear Solid Two is my favorite stuff. Oh wow! 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 wow. Yeah. wow. I, st- I, I I adore it. Uh, uh, that that game changed my life. Like it. Like, wow! Like, like if, if I feel like it changed my perspective on so many different things. So wait, what do you wait? I, did, I just I wanted to elaborate on that real quick. What do you mean by it changed your life and changed your perspective? I always, I'm always worried about like 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 what we leave in the world, you know, right. like 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 like. And Metal Gear Solid Two was an entire conversation about that, especially the ending. Uh, and you know, uh, I have a strong uh, connection to the Metal Gear games because my name is Gene, and I like like I'm always thinking about my connection. Speaking of like unknown unknown names, I always think about my connection and memes, you know, mm, and sure. what 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 we want to pass on. And I loved how that game, like, like being like, like everything that we pass on is because we think it's special and we think it's worthy, you know. And uh, it's up to you to 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 figure that out for yourself. And uh, my, uh, this is a heavy question, um, and I've thought a lot about it, and I can't really answer it right now. But that's kind of like where I'm getting at right there. It was really the ending that really got me uh, so emotional, and I, I still get emotional thinking about it today. Wow! 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 That's awesome! Oh man! That's rad. What a, um, what a I, great end to Cochember, man. What yeah. a great conclusion. I feel, I've got beautiful. a real warm feeling here. Man. I do kind of wish you'd, you'd just been like, I just love just choking out guards, man. <laughs> 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 
I love hitting. I love hitting that locker and make it go boing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, talk, we, talk, we talk about how Death Stranding. I, I was saying earlier about how Death Stranding. Everyone acts weird, and it's not just like weird Kojima like nonsense. But then again, in Metal Gear Solid Two, the president grabs your grabs your your crotch. Fuck, like, yeah. which we did yeah. not talk about when we covered yeah, we Metal Gear that. Solid Two. It's the craziest fucking shit in the whole game. Is that the president, guys? The president of the United States thinks you're a woman so he uh-huh. grabs you by the pussy without consent and mm-hmm. that's fucking crazy yeah. yes. wild <laughs> and he just fucking dies afterwards yeah. <laughs> yeah. so fingers crossed <laughs> <laughs> well we should get to our final thoughts on Death Stranding it's time for our review crew So we'll each say uh, something positive about this game. I don't think we'll have trouble finding something. And then give it a numerical decimal rating. I think I gave it a 10 last time. I, I see no reason to to alter that based on, you know, finishing, actually finishing it and, and playing some of the post game. But you know what? My one positive thing will be the post game. The, the thing that... The thing with like any, I guess any sort of game with side quests and a main quest or or open world games in particular is like, how do you handle letting the player mop up side quests after they finish the main quest? And, you know, there's like the Breath of the Wild approach, which is just like, that's just a final section of the game. And you, there's really, there's no post game. You just, that, that's a, that's a, that's its own chapter that you do. There's no going back from that. Um, or there, there's, you know, there's other Ghost of Tsushima did it pretty well, where it's just like you, you can just do all the side quests you missed out after the, the, the end game, the, the main quest is the existential threat is, uh, is, is killed in the, the in the, 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 uh, the main quest. Um, but the post game conceit in Death Stranding, I think, is just so smart and inventive, which is just you just jump back in time and it's just like two weeks before the final events. Like it's just like, oh, that's just such a simple way to handle it. Of just like I can do everything that that's that's uh that's left because it's before the ending. Be and I, I and I love that and I think it's such a satisfying way to let you uh you know both finish the main quest but also finish everything else. Uh, do all the deliveries you wanted to do. Um, and uh, it's it's fucking great. Yeah, I'm, I'm sticking with ten. Uh, go ahead, Heather. Um, I have a, a note in my notes from when I played the game. Uh, that. I think was dialogue and it just says nothing lasts forever, not even the world. So patch the holes and change the parts while we've still got it. And I really like just that sentence out of context, out of everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anytime that I am deeply upset by a meeting or, uh, or frustrated by like a parking security guard yelling at me, because I can't park my car where I did and it was an honest mistake and they just keep yelling and then I, I want to cry in my car. Uh, I try and remember that like everything is impermanent and that the mm. memory of the thing that I've just experienced will be extinguished when I die. And then the memory of me at all will be extinguished when the sun, you know, turns the earth into carbon in 5 billion years that like literally nothing we experience matters. And that being said, when you have fun doing something, it leaves an impression on your life. And Death Stranding is in my top five games of all time. And the longer it's been since I've played it, the more connected I feel to the game. Uh, there are 
know there's a I have a a, a piece of art from Street Fighter Three that my my manager gave me. And other than that, uh, there are zero video game artifacts in my office except for the BB uh, from the collector's edition. And I, I can't imagine putting it away. Like, I loved this game, and I love it more and more and more the more I think about it. Um, it's a 10. It's a 10. It's an unstoppable 10. I cannot wrap my head around people who didn't like it. I never will. That's it. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, I will say that, that you know, reading the just uh, reading the haters, I feel like the relative absence of combat is just what it, it was just like that infuriated so many people of just like they were just expecting to be able to to beat guys up and, and shoot guys. And there's just not as much of that in this game. Um, Matt, what what do you think? Just something positive. You're rating. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I, I finished it very recently and, uh, you know, I don't finish a lot of games. So finishing this one felt really like special like it felt like i really really did something with my life and yeah. <laughs> it just, I, I, I like it was it's such all those a, likes that you got it's all the likes all those, all those likes not even just getting them giving them yeah. i love yeah. giving the like um just that that feedback is really really uh you know is something and i said last time that i could see myself becoming a mule very easily and I still do think that I think I would I, I would love to just make deliveries as often as I could because that's fun. And I, you know, I will say I, I think I beat the game without building. I didn't build that much. And I, mm. I also like um, I built some things, but I, I did a lot of walking. I did because I, I, they shows you your stats at the end. Yeah, I. I did, I think, more walking than I needed to. Like, because sometimes I would just see something. I'm like, I'm just, you know what? I'm going for it. I'll just go on a, on a little stroll and just bypass like a zip line. Because um, I just thought it was so satisfying having fun. Uh, but yeah, I have no reason to deviate uh, from my original score. It's a 10. Uh, all right, Gene, uh, something positive and your score. It doesn't have to be a 10. Yeah, but <laughs> whatever, whatever you feel. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, one thing you said about the haters and not liking the combat. I think what's so special about Death Stranding is how you know Kojima games have always uh, discouraged combat and killing people, right? Right. And, like I played the shit out of Metal Gear Solid Two and Three in ex- European extreme mode uh, and tranquilizing everybody to get everything because that was just a thing. In Death Stranding, when you kill somebody, uh, it leaves an explosion, and that explosion. Uh, is left in other people's worlds. I think that's such a fascinating commentary on 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 what murder does to someone. You know, not, because you don't you're not just extinguishing one person's life. You are leaving an, a, a permanent mark on other people's lives as well. People that you don't know. You know, um, mm-hmm. and and your your act will affect people in ways that you can't even begin to comprehend, um, as well as possibly yourself. Uh, so. You know, it's so rare to even have a game that even dares to do something like that. So you know, I'll give it a ten because 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 of its because of what it does because of because wow. of how it marries mechanics with its message and like I think it's it's so fascinating. Um, and to prep for this episode, I didn't play through the whole story again because I don't I kind of don't want to. Um, but I, I but I finished the entire speaking of building things, I, I finished the entire freeway system. Yeah, I wow. built the whole thing. 
I built the whole thing. So yeah. when I logged back on, I had 80,000 likes because everybody was driving on my goddamn freeways. <laughs> uh, and and it, 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 it was such a beautiful thing to just hop back into Jean's bike in, in my safe home and, and just like ride out into the sunset with Norman Reedus in my Finnish freeway. And it's like, it was all done. Like, like we're, just waiting, we're just waiting for the president to get inaugurated in this pandemic. And here I am just like living my life. And, and I was like, wait, that's what I'm doing right now. So, you know, like, <laughs> like, like I, I, again, Kojima got me. It's like, oh, I'm just doing this now, you know? Um, so yeah, it's just, just a, it's such a strange, wonderful game. And uh, one of the most memorable experiences I've ever had, for sure. Yeah. Well, I, could, I could talk about it for hours, great. for sure. Like we haven't talked about so many different things about the game, so. Um, it's, uh, it's, uh, I mean, there's, there's so much more to discuss. I love but walking I, in game. I love walking yes. in games. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed with walking animations. I, I, I love the crunch of the feet mm-hmm. and, and the different sounds that mm-hmm. it makes. And Death Stranding is just walking the game. And I was just like, like, look at how his feet angles whenever he touches anything. That's just so, that's just so amazing. Um, I, I just love that. So the, the, like, like a whole game of this, like sign me up. Yeah, this game, this game and Breath of the Wild in particular, both helped had me uh, like I had kind of like like fairly late in life as a gamer revelations of like, oh, what I really like about this style of game is not like combat and questing as much as just traversal, like Mm -hmm. just like trout, just like traversing terrain is like so satisfying. And it's 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 fucking great in this game. Like like you said. Um, But hey, those were our thoughts. Those were our rapturous thoughts on Death Stranding. But Heather, maybe we're wrong. Maybe we were wrong. We've got reviews from all over the internet that uh, claim that Death Stranding is a shitty fucking game. Um, (laughs) And uh, I've got one right here that just uh, that I'm just going to leap into. Uh, This is a uh, review from. Uh, Russian Russian Times RT yes uh by Sofia Norwitz and it, the title is you don't get me Hideo Kojima's deflection of death stranding criticism shows genius developer is now a pretentious narcissist um and goes on to say the the divisive title by Hideo Kojima is already leaving gamers split on their views toward the storied game developer but now his narcissism big mouth and fragility to critique is souring people even more uh and blah, 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 blah. It talks about what a snob he is and what a snob the game is. Uh, I, I just, I can't, I can't, I can't fathom it. I can't fathom it. Like, as a person who's received reviews for, for things that I have written and the reviews have been sometimes harsh, I understand, like, hey, man, I spent three or four months writing this thing, another group of people hundreds deep all put all of their best efforts into creating the thing, acting the thing, filming the thing, lighting the thing, and somebody half watches it while looking at their cell phone on a couch and then is like two stars or worse, is just like an armchair critic who doesn't have a professional outlet and just like, I don't know, asked me on Twitter with like, your, your fucking episode of this sucked. I respond to and understand why if you had just lost your position at a company that you had worked for for decades and then put all of your love and energy into something and somebody was like, this sucks and you're an idiot, that you might be like a little salty about it. So that's my first 
Maybe they're wrong. What do you got, Nick? <laughs> uh, I've got one from the Steam store. This is a, I actually, I didn't pull any, I didn't pull negative ones. I just pulled a couple of fun ones. This is a recommended review, 72.2 hours on record by Mtropol. Uh, all right, this is the entirety of the review. 2019, this game makes no sense. 2020 pandemic, okay. This game makes sense now. <laughs> well, one of the funniest tweets I remember was like, like last year, or like, like Kojima makes a game about a quarantine where we have to appreciate delivery people that that is doing like like essential services, and we're like, ha ha, Kojima, whatever. And yeah, like, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cool masked president Kojima. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, uh, this is another one from the Steam store. This is from Edzio21, uh, and this is the entirety of this view. You can pee, which is true. It's fun to pee in this game. <laughs> you can urinate and defecate and shower, and all of these things are turned into items that are used to your advantage. An, an objective game review, I think, definitely. Yeah, yeah. you can't argue yeah. with it's it. True. Yeah, it's I, true. I, I, I can't. There's, there's no fault in the argument. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the AP review of a video game. It's just like a list of shit that you can do in the uh, <laughs> yeah. in the game. Uh, this game allows for movement. <laughs> it's time for the question block. All right, this one is from at Boris Sent Me on Twitter. The further I got into Death Stranding, the more I began to feel sorry for the BTs, eventually going out of my way to use the handcuffs on them. Did you have a similar experience, and are there other games you can think of where the perspective of the enemies changes drastically over the game? Um, I, I will say that I, I found the BTs, yeah, I, I, they're, they're are horrifying um, and, and, and menacing, and, and but... I I did ultimately th- like just have the the moment of like oh wait these are just like essentially souls that want to be freed so yeah I had to say I had the same sort of thing where they ultimately became kind of pitiable especially as my arsenal became you know more powerful and they were less threatening to me so yeah I, I don't know what did you guys think I thought uh, you know uh, Heather when you said last episode about Death Stranding when you said that the Death Stranding is a smartphone. Right, mm-hmm. um, like I look at BTS as 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 lost internet users who who are basically like just just like like we're just in it, like we can't get out of it, you know. We're like we're just stuck in this cycle of of of, of pretending to be someone else and projecting ourselves as as something completely different. And so I contextualize the BTS as that like just lost souls that 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 need some something, some kind of connection, which is why they're reaching out to you. Which is why they, they they keep trying to grab you. So it became horrifying, and it, and the, the the game contextualized it to to be very tragic and very sad, and that that, that that's how I looked at it. Yeah, they uh, yeah I I felt pity for the BTS as it went. Um, as soon as as soon as you have any indication that they are people, you're like, oh shit, I feel terrible for throwing my piss and blood at them. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> The only other thing that I've experienced uh, that's like that, where you begin to pity your enemy, is uh, every round of Street Fighter I've played at a bar. Uh, oh, oh, wow. wow. Nice. <laughs> and not Strong even in words. the game, the person you're playing against. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, going back to Death Stranding, the the so there as you as you progress, some of the BTS you'll encounter are babies, 
Mm-hmm. And that definitely was a like any babies in games always are just like I mean we we'll, we we'll, we'll get into this on and on PT but just like that's like a like like any sort of ghost or apparition baby or or demonic baby is just like it's extra horrifying and but in these cases then I'm just like oh shit these are like that that was kind of a moment that kind of clicked with me is like oh these are babies and then I was even thinking like are some of these uh BTs like are they some of them like porters who had you know their own bbs who'd been killed in the field like is that maybe one thing i'm coming across i don't know i mean uh but i i I definitely get that that definitely had me pity them more yeah as far as a pitiable enemy in another game uh i'm trying to think for for a second matter gene anything come to mind for you guys Uh, for me the obvious one is last of us too um, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, because that's the entire point of the second right. half of the game. So. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, when you start learning that the people you put bullets between their eyes have a name, it's really, really, really something. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it it didn't affect me as much, but I did still start <laughs> feeling bad. Like I was like, oh, that that was the girl with the PSP, and now she has like a regular talking voice now. You know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. it's like. <laughs> There was a moment in Miles Morales when I was playing today that one of the thugs was like, they got Jack. And I, I was like, oh, no, they, they have a name. I, oops, sorry. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I like I like how on the nose Last of Us 2 is with making you feel bad. Like you kill a dog and then later play fetch with it is pretty yes. like. <laughs> that's a little too hard to know. Yeah. Like, you know, dog kill woman. Yeah. That's that's, yeah. that's Ellie's name, you know? Yeah. They're like, boy, you know, that dog loves playing fetch more than anything, except for being alive. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hit us up with your questions on Twitter and Instagram at Get Played Pod or send us an email at getplayedpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at 616-2PLAYED. That's 616-275-2933. Gene Park, a real thrill a real honor to have you here thank you so much for giving us so much of your time and and sharing your your feelings about this game and about kojima in general just just a just a real treat of a discussion um anything you'd like to plug gene uh no just uh just read our stuff on launcher.gg that's the url that goes to our washington post uh, gaming vertical um me and my my co-reporter elise favors she's she's wonderful um we've been working a lot so um yeah please subscribe to your local newspaper if you like them if you like that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't want to be one of those journalists where like, subscribe to every paper. And it's like, no, some papers are kind of shitty. So, you yeah. Know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I have to modify that. It's, if you like them, if you think they deserve your money, then you should support them. So, awesome. Launcher.gg. Check it, check it out. And hey, uh, that wraps up Cogember. We're wow. back to normal format next week. And Matt, tell us next week's game. Next week's game. Frog Fractions. Goodbye, everyone. Goodbye, Bucket. Edge. Surprise.